So what are some things that we did to make the experience of working with and for Cat and Cloud easier in the context of being able to focus more on guest service hospitality while still putting out the best coffee we possibly can, which I believe is some of the best on planet Earth. Some simple things. We moved away from a ticket system, which minimized walking tickets to somebody or setting them somewhere. That's paper waste. That's some things we, we introduced the KDS system, which is a digital readout, which you've seen at fast food restaurants and other places. But in specialty coffee, that's a relatively new experience in the last 10 to 20 years. We specifically don't do pour over coffee. We do do special coffee in smaller Cambros that we brew often. And so they're always hot. They're always delicious. And we offer one to two specialty coffee, which is like a more expensive option. Single origin, really amazing, along with the answer, which is, I mean, I'm just going to walk down the list because it's kind of, it's kind of fun it. to do. It's oh, like, yeah. we created the answer. So we do single origin. Cool. You got that. Pour over is gone. Service up. Ability to talk about single origin coffee is great. They're also not like $3 more per cup. They're only like a dollar more per cup. So we can allow people to taste more coffee, connect more. We first and foremost, though, created a flagship coffee called the answer, which we use for milk-based espresso drinks. It's great as espresso by itself. It's in Americanos. And it's our house coffee. Why is that awesome? Well, it's a simplification and a buy-in on we can make amazing coffee that works both ways. And at the time when we opened, that wasn't a complete normalcy. It was you have one and the other. You have espresso-based drinks that go with this coffee, and then you have all your other coffee that goes with this coffee, unless you have diner coffee, which is typically less. So we introduced the answer. Simple. One win-win-win. That was on a like a um, what do you call it? Almost like this parabolic path to where if you rewind far enough, everybody did have a flagship coffee. And then as mm. third wave coffee progressed, it was you know you have True. Um, intelligentsia with their black cat, uh, Stumptown with Hairbender, and for they espresso, would, right? Yeah, but then they would also have something brewed. Like it wasn't yes. uncommon to have a house, house whatever coffee. you want, house coffee that was brewed, but right? Then, Around maybe 2005, 2006, yeah, the, about the, the time. specialty industry started to change, and all of a sudden, it was totally not cool. Only to single ha- origin to have those house coffees, right? No, like no, it was terrible. It's just mm-hmm. single origin only. Yeah, it's if you blends aren't good. If you had a blend, yeah, like a properly developed blend on tap, you're basically like a fucking loser. Yeah. There was and a lot of was, hate on that. There was a lot of shaming. There's some blend shaming going on. There was blend shaming for a and long time. That whole thing got lost. And turns out the people before us had something figured out, which is having a coffee that's really well balanced, that does a lot of different duties, that's, you know, familiar enough to be palatable to 80% of people and interesting enough to also be fun for those same people. Yeah. It's and coffee this is- that you can enjoy and also bring home to grandma. And that's kind of amazing. Wasn't it? funny to have that conversation we're like look we can't ever very seldom do you find a single origin coffee that's as complex as putting together a a well-made two to three bean maybe even four bean blend why because they're single origin there's a certain kind of terroir that in flavor and you have to have a skill set to be able to balance a blend and make it actually taste good some coffees Mm. don't work together they fight in a cup yeah but through all the experience that we've had we figured out some that work and that's kind of where the answer came out it's like we're gonna have a better overall drinking experience which guest facing that's the most important thing if we make a blend and also we don't want to just blindly follow this industry of trends which was at the time you have single origin coffees and the blend is like you're lesser than it's like let's lead with the blend 
and just kind of s- just establish that all of our coffees are fucking awesome. Yeah, because it's not that's a better true. or worse. It's just a different. And it's always been that way. And I guess that's probably where you and I have always kind of been uh, frustrated with pretty much anything. Well, we just we don't... try to say what's better and worse, and we do that so much less than just staying different. I feel like we just don't care as much about the the way it looks to do the things that we're going to do because mm. a lot of those times in that era of single origin only you know people are still serving espresso blends there's still people drinking some blends coffee even though it's not super cool or popular and it, i think it was less about people not liking them and more about the what it meant yeah, it wasn't or right. how it made you feel or mm-hmm. your ego basically like oh no we don't do that it's oh no that's it's just not cool like i need to be quote unquote cool the yeah. people at the top of the food chain aren't doing that I kind of shit that. and you and i have both always poked a little bit of fun at that I'm pretty and like, averse to that idea i mean i, I get into it I, don't get me wrong but i'm just averse to feeling like if i were to say like well that's that's just what the fucking coolest thing is because yeah i hate doing that well like unless i love it I don't want to do that. Yeah, you're interesting because you're... Like, you're, I jump on shit I you're love hard. Er, you're an early adopter, and you're a great ambassador for things that you're into, and yeah. you like a lot of things. But I then do like a lot of things. Once, um, I think it's things that you're... This is my perspective yeah, of yeah. you from the outside in. Things that you're really close to and have a really deep passion for, once you've gotten into them, you like them to be a certain way and Mm. you have somewhat of a good once you're in that zone kind of bullshit detector for this is bullshit the authenticity goes or stays yeah Yeah. and then you also like to share things so if we're tying your desire to to share experiences when you're talking about sharing coffee yeah for you it's less about cramming something down someone else's throat but opening up the experience so i love sharing the your ego is less inclined to be like you need to drink single origin coffee because i went to honduras and more like you should drink really good coffee and there's a bunch of different kinds that you can drink right here's what we've created that is for everything you know that works for everybody and then i am just kind of obsessed with this thing that i'll call the truth or purity or whatever that means and I approach that from, yeah, there's a lot of good different coffees. These people are telling you that only single origin coffees, you can only drink those and be a coffee connoisseur. Fuck that. You should have whatever you want. Whatever you want, and it'll make you feel good. And this is something that'll work for most people. And that is, like, I don't know, that mindset is kind of toxic. Because once you you buy in to whatever the rhetoric is your brain closes down because Mm -hmm. at that point you're not making decisions for yourself or your guests or the people around you you're following some stupid industry trend and you're completely out of control right then and we've seen that to where you're kind of at the whim of what the industry does Mm -hmm. you don't have any of your own power and that shit sucks that's our fun crossovers like you're that you're like the hyper individualist purist and that and then I, I am, but I'm like, let's go where I'm going. And then, and then I'm going to leave you to explore. Like, I'm going to take you somewhere better than you are now, I believe. And the reason is literally not because of me. It's because I believe that there's a better place to go. Mm. Now it's on you to figure out what's your shit. I just want it to be better than what I'm seeing you dive into now. Because what you're diving into now is not where we could be. And that you're totally right. Like, I love 
I love to help and share the experience too. I love to watch people's eyes open. I like to go to mm-hmm. Disneyland. It's like even even though you didn't go on it, watching Rise of the Resistance, and we're tangenting for a second, but watching Rise of the Resistance and seeing even for somebody who's never seen it, we watched a YouTube video of this ride that's just kind of psychotic, and you're like to watch you go, oh shit, that's crazy, that's huge, that's insane, and just that alone is part of it. Like if it was there was some way to have you not know what you were walking into and to do that thing by yourself, you, to watch somebody just go, holy shit. Whatever that feeling is, I want to do that everywhere. Yeah. It's right? a shared experience. Totally. And know? I want to help people because I just know how it feels to have something cool happen. And we talked about it all last week. So <laughs> it's on, on the Atelier Kren. I mean, it's just like it feels. I want people to feel good. Well, those are the things at every level that make your life awesome or not. <laughs> I know. You know, it's. It's the things that you do. I mean, I think there's something undoubtedly to having these big mega experiences. Well, that's right? why you're going to go to mega. Disneyland. Sure. So if you're going to have this big mega experience and you can do that, you should be able to do that. Right. Yeah. Go to Disneyland. Go on that ride. Was it Rise of the Resistance? Yeah. Which looks fucking insane. Totally. Like the craziest ride ever created. And I'm just watching this YouTube video being genuinely like, probably that's is. bonkers. I wish I was on the, the build team for that project yeah. just to see behind the curtain a oh, little bit. Just me bonkers. too, dude. But then there's those in combined with the things that happen every day shape your lives so much. Things like going to the coffee shop, going to get lunch, that 10 minutes of connection that you get with your friend throughout the day. Those moments are just so real. And that's where the power of the people that we're talking about really comes into play. It's like if you're someone's barista, if you see someone every day for 10 years you watch their kids grow up in our case some of their kids work with you which shout is shout out young reezy which dude. is nuts one of our most it's talented like, team members those are those moments are incredibly powerful you know small moments over enough time that's a good chunk of your life like that's... you can really impact somebody so when you're talking about you know improving people bringing them along for this thing don't take it for granted those seemingly small things that you do they're not really oh. small at all no i mean and i think that's the callback to our team to to hopefully recognize that and yeah that all of these things mm-hmm. that are the the small mm-hmm. details and, and all of your teams too these small details and little they're not even they're not even cheat codes or hacks these are just directly simple intentional opportunities that you have to make somebody's experience better which will then change the course of their day and they'll change the course of somebody else's day we talk about this in our orientation we picked the coffee, the espresso machines and the coffee makers that we have specifically for reasons like that. Wipeable trays, ability to put pictures on them, ability to put pictures underneath them and kind of hide them and organize, ability to program shots so that you don't have to be on-offing, on-offing all day as a barista. Yes, there is some awesome artistry. We both are barista champions. We get the ability to, and in fact, we were barista champions before you could use scales, the ability to be perfect as perfect as possible in the artistry that is beautiful gives me goosebumps the the uh, jiro dreams of sushi for coffee awesome we for sure lived that yep no scales no timers no scales no timers make it perfect and we did and we even did when we had the scales to check it before we felt comfortable using scales in competition and we have Pete Licata watched us do it and and he's the world champion and at the time he's like you guys are really good like that is I remember that day. It was oh. so cool. He's all, that is impressive. We were like 19, you're all 19, one and vice versa. We do it all day long. He's all, you guys are a 10th of a gram off by feel. 
Well, there was, I remember training specifically for 2010, I think it was, maybe 2012. I think I did this every time. It was back when the grinders were Clickers. still the little clicky, 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 clicky. Yeah, clicky, that'd probably clicky, be clicky. 10, 10 maybe probably 11. 10. Probably 10, because I think once 11 came around, we were rubber eating. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I would go in for training sessions and not make any espresso. I would just set up a grinder, have a portafilter, and I would turn the grinder on. How many clicks? Yep. Oh, yeah, would, move it around, even distribution. Count the clicks and do everything and then just weigh it. Mm-hmm. And then I would start over yep. and I would run through that for half hour, yep. 45 minutes and just getting a feel for everything. Like with the competition basket, it's a little different than the normal mm-hmm. basket. And that was just for confidence to where it's like, I know that my dose is within a 10th of a gram every time. And you just program it into your brain. Yeah. You're just controlling all these variables. Right. Same thing with shot timers. You, we would practice with shot timers, but it was kind of this faux pas just to, to have them here. up on the machine. Uh-huh. So, you practice enough with them and then you do the thing where you, you know, kind of flip them around, have someone else stop them. And then you do the guess and check and so fun. You get so on point. It yeah. is sick. It's sick. That feeling is sick, but it's but, got a different place. I was going to say, but is that feeling for us or is that feeling for the hundreds of guests who walk in and have to experience a longer experience and they don't necessarily care or understand why you might be taking so much time without a scale, without this, without that. And you might argue, oh, well, it's actually going to be faster, but then your quality will go down if you don't ever check and you don't know. So we bought machines that will allow us to program two recipes into them, one for the answer, one for the truth, our other espresso. And we did that to help, to focus. We bought the grinders that were able to be hands-free dosed and that were as consistent as possible. For the same reason, how can we get a flow going in every single place possible so that the most energy can be spent out there, not right here? And that is, without a doubt, has nothing to do with cutting the ability for us to create quality. Quality, the idea was how can we keep the quality as high as possible, if not higher and more consistent with lesser experienced baristas and engage the guests well, you are really cutting off, you're shortening the learning curve. Yes. Because back in the day, a lot of being a barista was working around the equipment that was mm-hmm. subpar. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge portion of training. Like grinders weren't perfect, so you figure out how to work around the grinder. Um, even down to manually turning on and turning off the grinder with little waste. Now yeah. everything's push button. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have any waste we have very, very little. You can, you can have you very, can very have little waste. Very little to no waste. If you're tuned in. Um, you know, machines aren't starting and stopping themselves. Machines don't have scales built in. Everything's really inconsistent and weird. Even if you remember, man, if you ever worked on a heat exchanger machine. You would Hotter, do, colder, hot. You do temperature surfing, which is <laughs> the heat exchange machine has only the one big steam boiler with this little tube that runs through it. That's the heat exchanger. That's the water that comes out of the group head. So, because if you didn't use the machine for a while, that tube sitting in the steam boiler, which is hot as fuck, the first water that you purge the group head out would Nearly be boiling. super, super, and it would boil. It'd yeah, like, that's right. <sighs> yeah. And then you'd run it long enough to where it would calm down. Yeah. And if you worked on a machine like that, you would, you would temperature surf where you right. had a certain purge and flush routine that you were kind of dialing in the brew water temperature on the fly to where it's not super boiling and not too cold. And it would be different 
depending on how busy it was. was so if, say, it was, if, it was sl- next. if it was slow, you'd have to purge more. Yep. If you were on a clip, you wouldn't really want to purge that much yep. because then be the water would be going through there super fast. Yeah. yeah. So that's what being a barista was. Right. You're just working around crappy equipment. and We have a machine that literally purges for three seconds for you by a push button. Yeah. Bonkers. Whoa. It, on and off for you. And Temperature then, stability, perfect. <laughs> Near perfect. It's, it's kind of nuts. Yeah. So that shortens the learning curve. Then you have, um, you kind of have to manage the other side of that coin to where it's yep. when you have to work around the equipment so much, you're paying attention all the time. Mm-hmm. You have to. Now it's easier to not pay as much attention to the coffee portion. To the coffee portion Correct. of it. Yeah. So it, it's easier to get things that line up. Um, I got the right dose, I got the right output, but it's just completely fucked up tasting. Yeah. Because I got channels going on or I'm just doing right. haphazard things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it is easier to get people up to up to speed for sure. Right. And it does provide a more consistent experience because there is less difference between the worst barista and the best barista right. on staff. Or maybe that's the wrong words. The newest and the, the most experienced. Yeah, you can yeah, close the, the gap, gap quite is, a bit. The quicker. gap is closed. Yeah, there's less of a range. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, and you're always going to have that. That's experience. Like the the best, most experienced barista should be your best, most experienced barista if they care, and hopefully they do. So what are some of the other things that we do when we tell our team that help? Uh, one thing that you may or may not know is that bathrooms are a staple of judgment for me when I go somewhere. If I go into a bathroom and it's beat up and hag and it smells bad, I don't feel as good. And so for Cat and Cloud, the dream is and, and the work is our bathrooms don't smell bad and our bathrooms are clean and stocked. And while there's no perfect like you can't be perfect. One of the ways that we attack this is and shout out uh, slash call out to our team. If you've never heard this before, totally cool. We're hearing it now. If you go into the bathroom to use it, you also briefly clean it and restock it every and time, every time, everyone, every time I am now five for five trips to the bathroom, five for five changing toilet paper when I didn't need it because that's what we do here. That's not me cool, being cool. That's not, and, and then this is not also a call out. It's more of a call to action. I actually don't think our team is slacking on this. I think that this is going to happen no matter what. What's cool about this, when everybody's on it, the guests are always experiencing a nice bathroom. I leave that bathroom and I spray the little thing because, not because, any other reason, just because the next person that walks in, it's going to be fresh no matter what. And it's going to have full stock toilet paper. There's going to be no trash on the floor. It's going to not smell at all. It's going to smell like what we want it to smell like. It's intentional. And then that's it. It's a really simple opportunity. Everybody's going to use the bathroom at least once a day on shift. If you have five people working at a time, tops, even if you have three, you multiply three by two. That's six cleanings aside from your scheduled ones, which should happen before and or after a break, depending on how it works. You have no excuse to not have clean bathrooms when you have people who work together. And that is such a simple, that, I'll call that a hack. That's a simple hack that should happen for every cafe. If you've never thought about that, there's your opportunity. Just because you're going on break or you're taking a 10. And then you never have to clean a really dirty bathroom. That's the best part. The best Who part. wants to clean the really fucked up bathroom at the end of the day? Because you wet it. Or even the one after a six-hour slammer morning Saturday shift where it's just trash everywhere, trash cans full. This is an opportunity that you could impose everywhere. If you're going to go to the bathroom, cool. Every time I go to the bathroom, walk out, check the trash, go to the bathroom, fix that. 
You don't have to take it all the way out to the trash can. Just maybe replace the trash bag, stock the condiment bar, go to the bathroom. The Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess no matter where you are. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh, and it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. There's all those little things. It's like I can't walk by the bar without pushing the chairs in. I know, it, dude. It freaks it. me the fuck out. Yeah. It, so you see people walk by and there's chairs in all kinds of yeah. disarray. It's like, dude, tuck those bad boys in and peek them out a little bit yeah. so it looks inviting for someone to sit in, but make them all lined up. In make a it row. intentional. And the thing is, the the bathroom's fucked up because the bathroom turned you into a fucking liar because anybody can fake the front of house. Be like, oh, this place is nice. They got the nice design, a nice table. And you go into the bathroom, they're like, oh, they don't give a shit at all. This thing is blown they up all care. day. Yeah, they're not worried about it. Yeah. So don't be a liar. Don't be, don't be a fucking. Don't be a fucking liar. Those are, those are some of the most specific, simple things. The other, the other thing you can do is, is set standardized drink sizes, and then you can always offer more, but you don't have to necessarily talk more. That's, but whatever. That's like not even that cool. <laughs> that's, that's just a it's thing. It's not not cool. It's just you're talking about it's more simplicity yeah. and service and we struggle with this sometimes because we have we have a whole influx of newer people so it's it can be challenging to figure out what the language is right Right. so what you're talking about is not asking a size you have a default size Mm -hmm. because what if you're ordering coffee you don't want to be fucking interrogated oh if i walk into the coffee shop and say i'll have a cup of coffee large or small do you want 8 12 or 16 ounces uh i don't know uh 12 i guess like okay cool do you want for here to go um i'm gonna have it to go okay cool do you want this coffee this other coffee or that other coffee i'm like i don't know uh do they all cost the same amount like what is it it's it's just fucking out of control to where it's like what's the answer I'll, i'll have a cup of coffee okay cool you want it for here to go that's all i need to know right that's it great got it and then you can allow them to ask their own questions which they will over time you know you don't need to blast them with information someone goes in the coffee shop a couple times oh what did i get yesterday i see you have these three pots out here what says oh okay cool yeah this is the answer it's our go-to flagship blend and then we also have these single origins yeah you know um anything you do like that it's okay to serve those things with the confidence in yourself and in the product. So something I see happen a lot is off coffee. Do you have a medium roast? Uh, well, Ooh. it's, it's like, we have this one, which is a single origin. It's like a which light a medium, more light like a medium, medium dark. And this is kind of a, a, it's like, yeah, 
you have a medium roast? Okay, cool. You'll like the answer. It's our flagship brand. Blend. Everybody loves it. It's the best thing ever. Yeah. You know, boom, medium roast. Cool. You, you're really... And you're not doing anything wrong. You're not doing anything wrong because you're telling the truth. They're asking for something, yeah. you know, and they might not be using your exact language, but that's where your intuitive service animal like needs to come alive and be like, oh, okay, I see what's happening. Mm-hmm. This person is asking for this. I'm going to give it to them. They don't need the whole 45 second information spiel, which is just going to confuse the fuck out of them. If they're not already speaking your language and then you gunshot them like shotgun with them your language they're gonna be like oh i don't fucking know what i want dude i just wanted you to give me some good coffee and now you're treating me like an asshole i mean the simplest way to answer that question too for anybody who is out there it's do you have a medium roast yeah we have the answer and if it's not dark enough for you we have a lighter one and a darker one but this is your jam (laughs) and then they can come back after they taste it before they leave especially important if this person's never had your coffee before they can come back and say most of the time that's super good or they'll leave and it'll be happy or they'll come back and say i'd like it darker sell them do they want something lighter see i wouldn't even give them the option i know I would just, just be like this is the answer it usually the only reason i'm saying that is for 90. the person who can come in and be like do you have a so even if they ask for the dark roast i'll give them the answer and that's mm. why i say that because some people our, our goal is to is to get people to enjoy what we believe is one of our favorite iterations of the coffee, which is the answer, the house coffee. We want people to go there. And if they're coming from a place where they're so used to like a really dark, oily, fish oil tasting coffee, you want them to get their gateway. I want them to get their gateway drug experience. And we've, mm. that's where we go there. So I usually, I, think there's, I don't go lighter so much. I go darker. Like we can go darker if you want, but this is the one I suggest. Uh, see, okay, here's a here's a example where I think there might be multiple ways to... Solve this service uh, issue right in a couple different ways. So that makes sense. Like sure. what you just said is definitely not wrong. If they, yeah, especially if they if, know. If someone came in and let's say this happened, this used to happen a lot in the past. Yeah. People come in and say, "I drink Pete's Major Dickinsons." Mm. Like they call it out by name, yeah. which I know is really dark. I'm like, you know, it's not even dark for Pete's, but it's way darker than anything it we is have. Oil, yeah, we can't even get there. I'd be like, okay, cool. You should try our night shift, and yep. I'll give them the night shift, but then I'll sample them like three ounces of the answer right. in like a little tiny espresso to go cup. Be like, this is going to be most like what you drank, and then also this is our flagship. Just take a sip of it; it's, yeah. it's super good. Give it a go. Give it a go. Just, just first one's free. Then they, yeah, then they have like this comfort zone. Right. Also, they get to explore a little bit at, um, you know, there's, there's, they don't no lose. pressure, no pressure, no yeah, pressure, absolutely no pressure. Yeah. I think that what we're talking about is really awesome, right? It's, it's an understanding of where we're trying to go. And this is, to me, like a perfect example of when you want to inspire connection by creating a memorable experience, the way you just said it and the way I just said it are both yeses, but they allow us to express ourselves how we would. And the person leaving is, not, is like none the wiser. <laughs> Michael Weiser, shout out for editing this. But they're, they're happy either way. They're happy either right? way. As long as you do it, with a confidence and their best interest in mind. Exactly. You can't be soft about it. And you it's not about us If either. you tried to give them the answer, even though it's a lot lighter than what they normally get, and mm-hmm. they're like, well, um, we don't really have anything that dark, but this is, this is our flagship and most people like it. Their mindset is like, okay, I'm not going to like this because it's not exactly what I'm asking for. But if you give it to them, oh, you're going to love the answer. Right. It's our flagship blend. Everybody loves it. Slide it across the counter, look them in the eye and smile. They're going to be like, yeah, right. I fucking love this shit. It feels great. Tip number <laughs> 1779 in this thing. 
serve everything with confidence. Everything they expect you to be the professional confidence. because you are the coffee house person. So I don't understand the lack of confidence that comes along with being a barista. And we haven't talked about this in orientation, but we used to talk about it. Maybe that's worth like a touch base and just confidence in general. Confidence in is I that mean, a value? <laughs> Dude, do we just need to up our values to six? Let's no, that's adding values. No, nah, I think that could I fit mean, somewhere I think confidence already. Confidence is empathy and intentionality. It's empathy and intentionality. Because nobody wants to be served by someone who is not confident in what they're doing. Because that's not professional. That's not being. You're not being taken care of. Yeah. If we went back to the Disney thing, and you know, let's say you went on. You got in line for the Rise of the Resistance ride, and the person who greeted you was like, hey, this is our new ride. We're still kind of working some kinks right. out. It's a little weird. You might see some stuff that's wrong over here. and But it's cool. I know you guys paid like 300 bucks to be here, so I, I hope you have a good time. Yeah. It's like, you're what like, the uh, fuck, dude? Like, you're out of Get character, dude. Out of here, Hell dude. no. Yeah, you're out of character. You're out of exactly. character. You're not putting on here. the show. I came here for the show, and yeah. I'm not getting the show. This is not the show so I signed up for. So we need to put on the show at every level. Right. And... We used to see this all the time in espresso. You know, people are really self-conscious about their espresso. They still are. They still are. So no, people yeah. are serving espresso it's with our excuses. Fault for being, yeah, which us. shout out to Sean White. He is who was like coming correct back in the day. You'd <laughs> be like serving not him coffee. Not the snowboarder. Like, no, no. He, the ceramicist. Not the snowboarder. The ceramicist artist extraordinaire. Uh, this one pulled a couple seconds too short, and I was in the middle of the dial-in, and he's like, "I'll have my espresso without the excuses." Thank you. <laughs> That's the best yes, line, ever. dude. Whatever you're serving, serve it with authority. Serve it with a smile. Here's your espresso. Serve your best espresso. It's going to be awesome. Your best espresso in that moment. Mm. Once you start making excuses for the product that you're serving, you're breaking that bond of trust that you have, and you're being seen as not like a professional. Right. And the analogy we used to use is what if you went to a restaurant? You sat down, and you ordered... Something even basic, like a hamburger. You ordered a hamburger, and the server's like, oh, brings out the hamburger. Like, okay, cool. Here's your hamburger. Yeah, the, the meat's not quite as good as it was yesterday. It's actually one day older than we want it to be. And I know you wanted it medium rare. This is like, this is a little on the dark side. I think he overgrilled it, and the onions aren't as crisp as they could be. But here you go. Have, yeah. a, have a good time with I your hamburger. You burger. I don't want to fucking eat that. <laughs> Get that shit out of here, dude. So, like, why is that okay to do it with your espresso? It's, Great question. It's not. It's not. You it's know, all the lack of confidence. Yeah, if you've had proper training and you're paying attention, that espresso that you serve is going to be just fine. And if that one espresso is not just fine, if you're not where you need to be when you're dialed in, you need to get out your fucking mirror and look at that shit. Because what does that mean? Oh, I haven't been paying attention for the last half hour, and now someone ordered straight espresso, and I got to get on point real quick. Right. Hey, how about you just fucking stay on point stay all dialed, day? If you because will, because it's way more engaging and way more fun anyway. It's way more and fun. And espresso goes in every drink, so sure it gets watered down in a latte. But you're telling me you don't want to put good espresso in that latte? You don't, you don't think that espresso? latte is going to be better with the best possible espresso in it? You got to be fucking out of your mind. The base ingredient, yeah. Come on, yeah. Come there's on. No, there's no fucking way. Come and on. It's it's just isn't that infuriating? I, I get it. I total I totally can resonate with that feeling with you knowing it's not 100% as perfect as it could be. I mean, we have but to live with that. But it's what's the best in that moment. And you're I mean, not your 100% as best you can be every day either. Nobody is. That's human life. You're just there. And when we were talking about com- inspiring confidence, how does it look if I go in and order espresso and the barista who is really well-intentioned and wants to do the best job possible pulls a shot, 
and is like, oh, this isn't the one, and dumps it out. And then they pull it again, and then they make an adjustment, and then they pull it again, and all of a sudden they've pulled four shots. And I'm watching this person pulling shot after shot after shot. With their body which, language getting worse every shot, right? what you're serving, and I'm like, this person has no idea what they're doing. Right. I don't want to drink this espresso because yeah. this person's not in control of their machine. Yeah. Clearly they not They in haven't control. even been paying attention. Yeah. So, or they're like, oh, now they care about the coffee because I ordered an espresso for exactly. the first time. Oh. And then by the time that fourth or this fifth shot comes, even if it is perfectly dialed in, my mindset is so fucked. That I'm like, I don't I really. Enough I, is enough. Yeah. yeah, basta. Yeah, later, man. As the guys said in that one movie. Yeah. So yeah. Having, that, having that confidence Take is Take that key. confidence to the whole bean game, too. And people will ask you, you've got a flagship blend. Always have that. If you, if you work somewhere, here's what you do. You don't know all the coffees yet because you just started. Totally fair. I wouldn't either. Or maybe I I'm actually might know more than you expect because I'm a geek about that. But even if you're not on that level, what you can do is whoever's training you, you can say, hey, what's your favorite coffee besides for us, like the answer, the, tr- the, the main blend? What's your favorite coffee that we have right now? You can put that in the back of your mind. And then if anybody asks, hey, whole bean coffee, what are the ones? You have two coffees that are there already, right? Like you used to dial in, like we used to dial in. We just get the motions down so perfect that we knew this thing is this thing. And that's what you can do. It's like, cool. You know that your trainer's favorite coffee is the Ethiopia Buriti and the answer is the flagship coffee. So when somebody asks, there's no hesitation. There's I love the answer. It's a great blend. And I love the single origin Ethiopia Buriti. Those two coffees are my favorite. They're awesome. And this is something that you all have no excuse not to do. You already know at least one of the coffees at the coffee company that you're working at. And if you don't, then they hired you because you must be awesome. You can learn them pretty quick. It's like, there's no, no, no excuse for this. And it really does go such a long way. Most of us don't have enough connective time around the whole bean shelf. So your next level is how well can you memorize pricing? Awesome. But your first simple level, just have two coffees, a single origin one and the other. And then you can go from there and learn and actually have your personal favorite. It's okay to not know. It's not okay to act like you don't know anything. (laughs) Well, you have to realize what question eight out of 10 people are asking you. The question is, what what they're saying is, which coffee do I buy? They just want validation. They're not right? saying, tell me everything about every single right. coffee. Most of them are, I want to buy coffee. I know this. I just want to know I'm getting something good. Right. So tell me what that is, and then I'll be happy. Right. And then you have 20% who are bona fide coffee geeks who probably know a little bit about the coffee. They want to talk more about the nuance, and that's fine too. But in either case, if you show up with authority, feeling empowered because you not are faking it, but actually did your homework. Right. It's going to be great. Yeah. You're going to feel more comfortable. They're going to feel more comfortable. It's going to be more fun. You don't have to lie and pretend that you drank the burrito when you've really never had it. And you're just looking at the label. They're like, oh, that one's a uh, floral, maybe a little <laughs> citrus. <laughs> here's, here's the other thing, too. If a coffee geek person, uh, maybe geek's the wrong word to use, but it's the one we've used for so long. If a super intense coffee enthusiast comes to your shop, they probably already know why they're there. It is okay for you to respond respond to somebody if I came in and I'm asking a ton of questions and you're brand new you can just be like look I haven't gone through every training yet I'm I'm pretty new here I'm learning a lot these are my two favorites do you want to know more I can get somebody over there who knows more or I mean I mean not even or that's enough because the person who's coming to 
Cat and Cloud, who has followed this podcast, who knows that he and I are barista champions, who knows that we're national finalists and we were on the the pages and the things and stuff. They already know in a general sense what they're looking for. Check out those those trophies. You know what's funny? This is yeah, this is where like you and I differ. I have kept zero of my I know trophies. It's so weird. The only things I've kept and it's it's just really because I actually thought they were cool as my my cha- my championship tampers. Like yeah. I've kept nothing else. And this one is actually the original tamper that we made at Verve that my girls um, that my girls it flowered. But it says Verve. It was the first tamper ever made. Sean White actually made this one, uh, the, and then I put a different a different comp convex. Anyway, all that to say, they already know. And and actually, that just hit me with one other thing that we do and did to simplify our menu to help with this. We, with the exception of a naturally processed coffee, will have one coffee from one country on our menu at a time. Why is that? Kind of the same reason you were just talking about, which is I come in and I'm like, wow, they have seven Colombian coffees. And then you have to talk to the person and be like, which is the best Colombian you have on, on tap right now? Or I mean, on in Holby and I want to get my favorite Colombian. And if you're one of those companies, start back where I just started, but which is pick one. And hopefully it's the one you actually love. But if you don't know, pick one and just tell them that's the one because that's better than, I don't know, there's seven of them. And this one tastes like this. And this one tastes like that. And this one tastes like this. And this one tastes like that. And this one's from Wheela. And this one's from Kalka. And this one's from Nariño. And this one's from a subregion of Nariño. And it's like, okay, which Colombians the best? Because <laughs> that's a lot of stuff you just told me. Uh, we, we actually intentionally decided that we were going to minimize our menu so that if you want a Colombian coffee, that's the one. If you want a wash, uh, sorry, a Guatemalan coffee, that's the one. If you want a naturally processed coffee, that's the one. Or you can get one in one of these blends. But that's our single origin naturally processed coffee, typically. And sometimes we have two naturals. One of them's from Costa Rica and the other one's from Ethiopia. But they're different regions. That's such a good opportunity. And I know it's not perfect and simple for all y'all who are green buyers, but it's definitely achievable. And it's more achievable than you might realize. And if you think past you're allowed to get whatever you want. So there's no wrong way to do this. Meaning like if you want to support, if we want to have 600 coffees on the menu at one time, I might want to do that, but I have a reason. We you would could, tell a pretty specific story about each one and we I have the details. I feel details like that would be it. something fun that you would run for like a month or but two. But you wouldn't do you, that year you, round. You make it an experience. Okay, this month we're focusing on Honduras. Right. And then you can put a name to the face and people and we understand will. what right. Wilson, who Wilson Morales is, who sure. Damien Chavez is. And we'll have, all who, the, we'll have all the relationships in the and the truth to back it up. Well, when I think of all of the different coffees and trying to choose between one of five coffees from Colombia, I just don't want to feel like I made the wrong choice. I don't want to feel like I missed out. Yes. I want to feel like I want a coffee from Colombia. This is the one to get. Cool. I'm going to be super happy. It's that law of diminishing return. When you increase possibility, there's this not just there's a stress that comes along with it. It's like, Oh my gosh, there's four different versions of the same thing. And I'm about to spend 20 bucks. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you like my it's wife a stress increase. Yeah. yeah. Brittany, Brittany it's, and you, it's like, uh, you do not want to have buyer's remorse. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah, I love, have buyer's I love remorse. to figure stuff out. Yeah. And it is so, even though I think I want the choice, it is so helpful when that's the thing. Oh, it's so nice. And that's why Knowing that about myself, I've had to change the way I do a lot of things. So now for me, there's nothing more valuable than a recommendation from someone I trust Mm -hmm. because I just don't have enough time to explore all of the things that I'm interested in and dive deep. And when people know shit, I'm, hey, 
I'm interested in this. You know all about that. Just tell me what to do. Yeah. And then it's the best I just feeling. had to let go a little bit and that's been hard, but it's way tighter. I, so I enjoy that. The guest is feeling the same thing, you know, Take me you, on that journey with you, please. Yeah. You go fucking to the winery and see a wine list and it's like eight Syrahs. Right. All of wineries that you've never heard of before. And you don't want to just pick the most expensive one. We've, we've actually experienced that too. It's, really geisha for example just because we're just diving into all the coffee stuff like geisha to ourselves and to people who can taste the nuance and want to taste a light roasted coffee is really fun most of the time it's oftentimes though for people who don't buy into what we do not worth the money that it costs to buy a geisha. I think they are worth a lot of the money that we would pay for them because I totally get it. When I'm on a cupping table and there's a geisha, 90% of the time you can either tell it's a geisha or you say that's the best coffee on the table because it's really unique. However, I have more often than not experienced guests coming in and saying what's the best coffee and then the, the people behind the counter send them to the $50 plus coffee and like, whoa, that's $30 if not more, more than I spend on the most expensive coffee I ever spent. Are you sure? Yes. Best coffee on earth. And they go home and it's not different enough. It's not mind blowing enough for the guest. And that buyer's remorse for somebody who doesn't spend a lot on coffee, who decides to go for it is not worth the squeeze. And, and I don't have necessarily a solution for that. It's just something that is... It's niche. It's for the people like me who would come into the cafe and you know this dude I mean, will this, appreciate it. Yeah, that's the solution. And the that's solution being is, a good is, service is person. being aware yeah. and being empathetic of who you're talking to. The solution is paying attention. Yes. To where some rando comes in and I just want the best coffee. What's the best coffee? Versus someone who comes in and is speaking the language. If you don't yes. know what Geisha is, a variety of coffee right. that was, you know, uh, native to ethiopia somewhere was lost forever and then popped back up in panama now we're planting at, uh, it everywhere Hacienda esmeralda right and this mystery variety won best of panama several years in a row before anybody looked into what the fuck is this thing that's i should plant this scoring way higher than any other coffee and it's just blowing people out of the water and right. tastes completely different so and even geisha now you know that's on its own little track too mm-hmm. to where rewind 10 years there's a very limited supply and you know where it came from usually is somewhere in boquete in panama or, yeah somewhere you know. around there and now everywhere uh, yeah, I mean of, they've got of the incredibly seeds. different qualities, you know, and you different can, terroirs. And when you taste everything. the the, you can always taste the the geisha ness of it. I agree yeah, with you. When you cup it, you're like, floral, okay, that's rainbow. That's Skittles a geisha. Thing. Rainbow Skittles is Sprite, a good way maybe. to put it. Yeah, it's like, but then there's not all of it is as good as the price point would suggest. No, sometimes you know? a, just an amazing washed Ethiopian will outscore it. Hundred percent, or and, or other coffees. So, but yeah, if someone comes in and is speaking the language. Then you know, okay, they're talking about varietals. They're talking about growing regions. They're, they're wearing their coffee they're shirt. They're in the game. Yeah. Okay, they're in the game. I can kick it to them. Yeah. And I can even claim the price. You know, hey, this is just, this is the shit. Yeah. It's also 50 bucks, but it's fucking awesome. And right. it seems like you're in that zone. Right. <laughs> so, it's bonkers. Yeah. But just it's so like, they don't have sticker shock at the register. I know, right? 
because that always sucks too and that's that's the shitty thing which you just reiterated i just realized that our podcast is like you say one thing one way then i say it the same thing i think that's what it's always been though and then we go back and forth like yeah somebody leads and then somebody follows and then it flip-flops and that's good though that's our our perspective crappy is that when someone comes in and is like i want the best coffee and then they show up to the register they're like 67 35 like what well maybe not this one actually well Uh, i just ground it for you and then they don't want to feel like they're a chump or well i don't want to be the guy that seems like i can't afford it or take it back right or, so maybe i'll just buy it and i'll be angry for four days and then never come back to that coffee shop man we they, have they, talked about just so many over. fun little things with good tangents i think it's just been like a really nice coffee talk <laughs> Hey, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. I know this is the time, uh, the shameless, like classic, we need your help, but we do want to get our message out there and we do want to share this with a lot of people. So if you could share this with others, you could subscribe, you could rate, you could review. It would greatly help us as we continue to push through not only the YouTube as it's fresh, but also the general podcast as we took nearly an entire year off from doing it. And so please do so, share it. I believe that we have some information and some perspectives that could help not only people in the coffee industry, but people in any industry, any walk of life. So do us that favor, do us that solid, bring us that love and turn up for us, please. And I hope you all have a great time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.